No one wants to be a master of none or a jack of all trades. If you don't have authority and trust, you have nothing. You don't need to be the biggest coach, brand, creator, influencer in the world to dominate a market or industry. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. This one today, you are not going to want to miss. We are going in deep today with a recent strategy session that I did with over, I think it was 80 incredible women that were there. We dug deep, we went in on it, and we discovered the secrets to helping you build a powerful personal brand. So why should you tune in today? Because understanding these concepts is vital for your success. This strategy session was so powerful that I was like, I, I have to air this one. I can't not let my podcast world in on this. So here's a sneak peek of what you are going to hear today. There's two parts to this. The first part that I share that I go over with these women is about how to uncover your personal brand advantage. So I start by sharing what branding truly is and really what it isn't. From this, you're gonna understand why knowing your audience deeply is the foundation of effective branding and really like what you need to do to make that happen. Discovering the importance of niching down and specialization and why it's vital for your success. So if you are anyone that is multi-passionate, that has all of these brilliant, amazing ideas, and you're afraid to go too small, you're afraid to niche, you're afraid to specialize, you're afraid that you're going to be missing out on opportunities if you do that, this is going to be the podcast that you are want, you're going to want to listen to. You're going to want to share it with people. Like I cannot stress enough how vital this episode is. It's probably the most important episode that I've ever done on niching down. So please, please, please take some time to listen. So I'm also going to be unveiling the role of how to bring in your values to build more trust and authenticity into what it is that you do. Then we go into part two that is all about captivating your audience with what makes you you how to position yourself effectively in the crowded online market, how to communicate your unique value proposition to understand its significance. I'm telling you, skipping these steps could lead to inauthenticity, market irrelevance, and ineffective communication, overworking on things that aren't working for you. So I don't want you to miss this episode if you're ready to take your brand to the next level. And with that, let's get started. From there, we really go into unveiling our strengths, strengths unveiling. Because recognizing your strengths, it's crucial for positioning yourself as an authority in the market and building trust with the audience. So if you neglect this step of really recognizing and unveiling your strengths to the world, you're going to most likely downplay your abilities, which then hinders your ability to stand out and it hinders your ability to niche. And now we get to the juice, guys. Get ready for me to jump on my soapbox about niching down, okay? Are we all ready? Does anyone need to like shake it off because this is super important. It's probably the biggest piece to the puzzle today. If I can see your beautiful face, raise your hand and tell me if you have a problem niching down. If I can't see you, give me a one in the chat. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 
2021. Okay. It's 21 out of 71 people that are here. It was about roughly 30% there. All right, that's a big chunk. I wanna know, like, is there someone that I can actually like break this down with right now? Who wants to like, just go into some, some coaching with me today? But somebody that said they had a problem niching down. So I, I need someone here who is already in an industry, already doing their thing. They already have products and services and clients and you know whatever students, whatever it is but they feel like they have a hard time niching down. Who is that? Hi, Lauren. Okay, what industry are you in? I am a coach. I'm a mindset coach. Okay, mindset coach. So you're so you're in the, what kind of industry would you call that? Just a coaching industry or would you get even more specific? Life coaching? So <laughs> um, this is this is the, the point of this conversation, right? So okay. I'm a mindset so coach. Okay, let's also start with, okay, go ahead. I'm a functional medicine practitioner. So what I've done is tried to merge the two mm. into what I'm calling success coaching because okay. I really can take my clients through the physiology and not, so not just the mental or emotional or subconscious blocks that they're holding onto, but where their physiology is not supporting their next best self. Okay. Beautiful. So you've got this huge, credible, massive, brilliant expertise, this massive background. And then you've got this coaching. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So first I want to say coaching industry, how big is the coaching industry? Like you don't get much bigger than that market, right? That is a massive market, beautiful thing. And I'm going to tell you why in a moment. Okay. So thank you so much, Lauren. I probably will ask you more questions, but we're going to use you because this is a perfect example. Here is why. And first, Lauren, tell me, what are you having a hard problem with when it comes to niching down? Well, I feel like everyone needs me. <laughs> I feel like everyone can use my services from someone switching and pivoting back into the work world from being a stay-at-home mom to someone launching a new company to, you know, a really skilled executive that's maybe trying to broker a new contract or take on a new division. Um, but is suffering from a bit of burnout and stuckness where they're getting on in their own way. They, these people have access to executive coaches and strategists, et cetera. Um, but oftentimes, you know, they've gotten to where they are at on a whole lot of motivation and caffeine, and that's not really sustainable. So you have more of a problem with niching down on who you're talking to, not niching down on who you are. Yes. Okay. So this is going to work for both. Does anyone here have a problem with niching down like like their actual offer. Cause I want two examples here. We've got one in an audience. I saw somebody raise a hand and then I didn't. Okay, Abby, what industry are you in? So fractional social leadership. Okay. Leadership. The problem I have is because I help cross-functionally organizations like learn how to really drive their social media impact but that could be from HR leaders, right? And talent acquisition, that could be marketing um, and, and helping their marketing and social strategy. And then it's also sales because sales is social selling. So I have three target audiences that literally I work with some for clients, it's all, I work across the board. Some, I only work with the marketing team and help like kind of train. So it's interesting because I have multiple target audiences within one company. And then depending upon where they start, they could start with social selling services, which is still social media. They could start with social media strategy, or they could start with their talent acquisition strategy. Beautiful. 
My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on so you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff, and it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Anyone else here relate to either what Abby said? Raise your hands. Like I've got this, 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 and this happening. Or Lauren's challenge of everyone needs me. Okay. I see lots of hands raised. Okay, good. We're going to dive into this. This is why niching down is vital, 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 absolutely necessary. Please hear me when I say what I'm about to say. It's because it deals with specialization, building authority and trust. You cannot build authority and trust unless you are specialized. No one wants to be a master of none or a jack of all trades. If you don't have authority and trust, you have nothing. So with that to say, you don't need to be the biggest coach, brand, creator, influencer in the world to dominate a market or industry. You just need to be so specialized that people would feel stupid saying no to you. That's why you need to niche down. 
You need to be so specialized. And I'm not even going to say niche. I'm going to make it even more specific than niche. You need to be so specialized that people would feel stupid saying no to you because they can't afford to do what you can. You're too specialized. They literally couldn't afford to do it. So they need you. So the rule, and I want everyone to hear this, the rule to niching down is the bigger the market, the more you need to specialize. The bigger the market, coaching, influencer marketing, medical, health and wellness, all of you are in a massive market. So the bigger the market, the more you need to specialize. Why? Because there's more competition. And you will do better when you do less. Now, the smaller the market, right? So like when I was like a newbie beginner, I was like shift transitioning from like my PR world into content creation world, into like also consulting world stuff for people. You know, I would kind of do everything, right? Because there, there wasn't much competition really where I was at. I was kind of like the neighborhood doctor. <laughs> like I was like sewing up everything for everybody. But you know, that can only go so far. So if you want to, and this is where you have to make a choice. If you want to compete in the big world, not the small town that you're in, but the big world and make good money, then you need to specialize more. And I get it. It's a very counterintuitive thing, right? Because you're going to immediately think, well, Julie, I, how am I going to do that? I'm going to be ruling out all of this other business that I'm getting now. I'm going to be saying no to all of this money. And I can't do that because then there's just going to be just like this sliver of stuff for me. So starting today, I want to encourage you to start thinking about it in a different way. I want you to start thinking about it as if there's enough money for you in that category. Now, what category did you say? So Lauren said she was in the coaching category. Abby, what category did you say you were in? Fractional leadership. Okay, leadership. Yeah. Yep. Okay, massive category that has a lot of money in it. So what that tells me, Abby and Lauren, is that you can grow in that category. There's a lot of money in those categories. So it is imperative that you specialize for your people. Now, this is the kicker. It doesn't mean that you can't do other kinds of work. So all of you who are so worried about all the clients that you're going to have to say no to, just don't worry about it. You can take those clients for now. You can take those clients as long as you want to take those clients. Just don't talk about it. Don't make it a part of the brand. Take it if you want to take it. If, 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 if you're in that phase where you're like, I, I still want to take this work, it's making you money. But I want you to talk about and market what you specialize in. Talk about the one thing that you can do that nobody else can do and talk about it in a really clear and powerful way. This is where your content strategy comes in. Remember what we talked about yesterday? You've got the brand development. This is where that comes in. And you've got to make sure your audience understands 
that you're the only one that knows how to do this. And I promise each and every one of you, all 72 of you that are here, you're going to be floored and transformed at what this does for you. And you'll still get other work. And if you want to do it, do it. Just don't talk about it. Now I'm going to give you an example. Throughout the year, if I feel like it, I will take on some one-to-one -one clients at a very high level. And I'll charge a lot of money for it because it's a lot of my time and it's really like going under the hood of their business and testing a lot of things and they have to be at a certain level. So there, there is an actual hood to go under, you know, and really getting through there. And so if the client is right and it feels an alignment for me and I know that like, Hey, I'm meant, I'm like meant to help this person. I, this person is meant to be a client of mine. And I know that I can help them better than anyone else can, because what they need is the solution that I can provide. And I feel very strongly about it. I'll do it because it, it's valuable for me and it's valuable for them in so many different ways. And I get to make money and it's great. I just, I never make a big deal about that because that's not really what I do. I'm not like the one-to-one -one client coach. It's not my niche. And so can you, Lauren and Abby and everybody else that said the 20 plus people that said they were having a challenge with this, just start to think about it in a new way. Because what you may take on during a transition period or during a growth period or because it just may make sense at times or just be because you feel called to do it, it's not always your niche or what you talk about and share or what you want to be known for. What your niche is, is what you tell the world you specialize in, what people come to you for over anything else. And if you don't know what you specialize in, that is something that you must land on before you can see any kind of change or growth because we're not meant to serve everyone. We're, we're not meant to be for everyone. We're meant to specialize with something very unique and specific for a very unique and specific type of person. You know what also that does? It makes you worth a lot more because you're not a master of none and you're not a jack of all trades. You, you are a specialty. Okay, so I want to hear from some of you on that. I'm getting a lot of great things in the chat. This helps so much. I love this. This makes sense. This is great. Any questions that are coming up, Any anything that anyone wants to clarify, Lauren and Abby as well, I would love to hear from you, whether that's in the chat or otherwise, if this, if this helps you. Weight off my shoulders, great, so helpful. Abby, did that help you? It does, so I'm wondering then if it's, I talk about it differently because I think sometimes it's easy to get wrapped up in help. help. Um, like I said, I help um, marketing teams, but I also train sales teams, right? So it can be hard because you get caught up in the personas, right? What does the VP of sales need? What does that look like versus like, what does the marketing team need? Those are going to be I different. Want you, I want you to think about, it's not what they need. It's yep. what does Abby specialize in? Yeah. So it's taking it more up here versus getting so caught in the nitty gritty yes. when you're trying yes. to explain it. Okay. Absolutely. You can do a lot more with a lot less. Yes. And here's the thing get into the details on the sales call or during the meetings or like whatever that is. Like you'll, you'll have a chance if you want to get into the nitty gritties to get into the nitty gritties. But we're talking about the branding, the front facing, 
what you're putting out in the world. Same thing goes with the person that said, what if you're multi-passionate? Be multi-passionate, but just don't talk about being multi-passionate. Don't, don't say, again, you can't be a master of none. So be multi-passionate, have a lot of passions, but what do you specialize in? You get to pick, it's your choice. And you have to pick. Should you worry about going too niche? What does that mean? Nicole said, I don't have a product that I sell or a service. I'm solely a content creator. Well, Nicole, I would like you to think differently about that. You do have a product that you're constantly selling every day and that's you and your content creation. That's your service. So your, your content niche is interior design and DIY tutorials, yes. Do you need to choose one? I think that you have. Like, what do you specialize in? You specialize in content focused on interior design and DIY tutorials. Would that be correct? Based off of what I read, that is what I would think. Just based off of what you front face marketed to me. Let me know if that helps you, Nicole. What if I am, I am in beauty and anti-aging? How would I niche down? I think that you have, Brenda. Anti-aging is what you specialize in. Nicole said, yes, thank you. Mid midlife wellness and beauty. Do I need to pick one? I think you have. You specialize in mid midlife wellness and beauty. What I think is that we all tend to overcomplicate things. That's what I think. Amanda, I a million percent thinks a, think a confident coach is way too general. That doesn't tell me anything because confidence to me could mean so many different things. So I do think it's like, you could say that you're a confidence coach, but I would say, hi, I'm a confidence coach that specializes in fill in the blank. So some of you did ask, okay, if I don't know what I specialize in, or, or more importantly, if I don't know how to take this niche and actually create front facing messaging and content around it. So my specialization is effectively getting in front of people, right? Like that is going to be the next step for you. That is the missing piece that like you need to, to dive into and to have a recipe and a concept that really builds that out. And that's what I'm going to be doing with those of you who choose to join me inside the brand accelerator. We have an entire module on that. And so that's what we're going to be doing together. If you choose to do that with me, that's going to be the, that big piece. We really get into like the nitty gritty of those things. But the roadmap is here. You now know exactly what to do. You just get to decide Am I going to do it myself or am I going to do it with Julie and potentially fast track the results? Because that's really what happens when you dive into my formula. Okay. So I'm glad that everyone feels good about this. Um, that was a big one. Okay. So once we get through unveiling our strengths, niching down, specializing, we then go into, and we're still on part one. This is the last part of part one. We go back into that, to that value integration piece because the, your values are really the heart of your brand and really failing to integrate your values into your brand identity is going to lead in, in consistency and just kind of that lack of, not that you're not authentic, but that lack of authentic connection between you and your audience. And then it makes it really difficult to build that loyalty and that no like, and trust. And so again, this is where you have to get clear on like, what are my values and how are my values being weaved into the messaging and weaved into the content and weaved really into the, the specialization of what I do and to the passions of what I do? And how is that staying there? So let's kind of go through part one again, uncovering your personal brand advantage. We talked about audience understanding, 
really getting clear on what branding is and is not. We talked about market domination. In order to really know your market, you first have to really know who you're talking to. We talked about unveiling your strengths, niching down and specializing, and then your values integration. Those are the pieces to part one, how to actually uncover your personal brand advantage. Those steps are what allows you to uncover that and share it through marketing and branding. Now we go into part two, which is captivating your audience with what makes you you. So we understand authenticity and unique voice. We talked a lot about that on our first strategy session, your UVP. A lot of times we think of visibility, like I need to get out there more, more people need to see me. And that is true, but the first step is really about you tapping into your unique voice and authentic self. What makes you unique. Once you tap into what you specialize in and you start sharing more of that, that makes this really easy because it's like, why specialize in this? And because I specialize in this, I have a unique voice around this. I have expertise around this. I have authenticity around this. So that will help with that. If you skip this step, then what happens is that your brand comes across as a master of none, very generic. She does all the things. So she does none of the things she talks to everyone. So she talks to no one. And it fails to capture the attention of that audience that you need the most. So authenticity and unique voice is super important. The next key is having a very powerful brand narrative, which again, once you nail what it is you specialize in and you make the decision to go all in on that, even if you've got all these other passions and things that you do, that specialization is what is the foundation for your brand narrative. It's what emotionally connects you with your audience. It's what allows you to feel attached and relatable. And it's what makes it really easy to build that following because people see themselves in your narrative. They see themselves in you. Once you've got your authenticity and unique voice, you've laid that powerful na narrative, then you can go into actual brand positioning. Positioning yourself effectively does everyone know what that means by like positioning yourself? It's putting you and your brand where it needs to be for the people that need you the most to find you so you can make the biggest impact and make the most money possible. Now, there are other things that can come in with positioning. Brand visuals are part of brand positioning. As always, thank you so much for joining me today and every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all of that good stuff.